The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. G'day everyone and welcome to the Big the Footy power. Port Adelaide podcast, coming to you live on Port Fan Radio. I'm your host, Mac19, and joining us, as always, is the Rickster. How are you, buddy? Mate, I'm good. What about you? Not too bad. Feeling all right. Yeah, what's going on? Not much. Not much. Decent, no? decent day today. It was a good day. Yeah, good uh, takings. Oh, I don't know about that. I didn't work today, so it was a good day. But... <laughs> there you go. It sounds like any day is a good day when you don't <laughs> have to work, right? Every day is a good day, mate. Yeah. Oh, it'll be nice to... Uh, I was hoping to have a nice June ease mm. into tax season, but um, that ain't going to happen. So we're full throttle first full home nuts. buyers. Helping go. plenty. Oh, and Good. a shout out to Ian, who listens to the podcast. He gave me a call, asked me ah. a couple of loan questions today. So there you good go. Good Ian. Good work. Yeah. Good on Ian. So uh, all good. But, mate, footy. Footy. Mate, the first thing, want, first thing I want to talk about tonight is the Crows, which is odd because we're a port podcast. But I just want to get your take on the Rusciuto situation. I'm not sure if you're up to date with it all. Rusciuto? Yeah. What's wrong? What's he doing? Well, he, on, on radio yesterday, I think it was, he listed off seven or eight players and the reasons why they left the Crows and sort of gave, you know, monetary figures for their new contracts and, you know, sort of played it off that um, apart from Charlie Cameron, he was happy to see all of the others go and all this sort of stuff. And it was kind of bizarre for a board member to do that sort of thing. I just want to get your take on it. Well, what happens in the boardroom is technically supposed to stay in the the boardroom. I, I always thought um, Rusciuto was a pretty smart operator, to be honest. Um, but it sounds like um, us poor people that thought having David Koch was a problem. It sounds like... Uh, the Crows with Rusciuto are having a bigger media personality problem than what we are. A lot of fans aren't happy with him at the moment. And um, I don't know, I just found it quite bizarre that like, he would come out and do that because it's not like... It's defensive. He's being it's defensive. very he's defensive. De- very, very defensive, just... but for no reason. Like, why, why talk about this now? Like, no one was questioning um, why players left now. He's just decided yeah. to come out and say... Oh well, McGovern left for more money. We were happy to see him go, and Lever left for you know nine hundred grand a year, and we were happy to see him go, and all this sort of stuff. And I don't know, I just find it quite bizarre that um, he well, would do that. And he's he's the, copying the wrath of not just Crow supporters for doing it, but uh, the media and seemingly everybody. Well, let's face it; they've got a great culture of being happy, letting lots of players go, mm. don't they? They do. They do. They uh, they have. They've got major cultural problems, and I wonder if it is because they're more a, um, a franchise than a than a club. They Maybe. lack a bit of spirituality, perhaps a bit of soul. <clears throat> they're, Maybe. they're just a a corporation that was designed through hate and narrow-mindedness and impotence. impotence. So yep. it doesn't uh, it doesn't surprise me at all that they're in a shit sandwich because uh, mm. they've got nothing, yep. really. 
no right. history, only manufactured. I mean, which history are they going to take today? Norwoods, South? Do they even bother with South? Probably yeah. not. What a let's uh, rock on. So keep going. I think Rashido should be chairman for much longer and <laughs> keep his uh, keep his performance going in the media. I think it's great work. Keep him on the board for life. That's what I reckon. <laughs> Bring back Burton. Clearly, Burton was the least of their worries. But uh, anyway, enough about them. I'm sick of talking about them. So let's talk about Port Adelaide. We um, we play Fremantle in the first of our hub games this Sunday, Twilight. So Port, Port is sitting on top of the ladder, undefeated. Long may that last. Uh, whilst uh, Frio are sitting in 15th position, yet to win a game this season. Um, mm-hmm. We've got a 2017... Our win-loss record against Fremantle. The last time we beat them away from Adelaide Oval was uh, the 2014 semi-final. Uh, the last you, time what we... was your highlight of that semi-final? Oh, probably. Mine, the, mine's the, 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 you yeah. go first, mate. You go. I was going to say, mine is the, the poor maligned player at the moment when Ollie bumped Fife and won that contest. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. The start of the third quarter and they were sort of bumping each other and uh, the young upstart Ollie Wines beat him to the bowl and really set the scene for that comeback in the second half. And I love Jakey Need's second half. I thought that was crucial. Wingard's goal where he ran basically the length of the field um, and then snapped it was uh, was wonderful. And uh, Robbie Gray kicking four goals in the third quarter. Unstoppable. Yeah, what a game. One of the best games. For sure. I remember my I remember my son looking at me. I was so excited, and uh, and he just thought I was a retard, <laughs> <laughs> just going berserk in the room. And I, I think I was just so elated because I just wasn't expecting us to win that game. Mm. I just thought I didn't really give us any chance. And um, wasn't that the game that there was a bit of controversy in the um, stand as well? Stands with the supporters. I reckon, that, I reckon I they got a, there was a few biffos that game too. Mm, I'm not sure right that was against us. I reckon that was a different Frio final. Was that it? Might have, that might have been the year one. before. Because I thought the port, I thought some of the port board members came on and were talking about it and said how poor they were. But anyway, oh, I, don't know. I digress and I've deflected you from the intro, so keep going. That's all right, mate. The last time we met uh, was the final round last year where we won convincingly by 43 points. Uh, Charlie Dixon kicking three goals and Ollie Wines bringing home the three Brownlow votes. Mate, what were your expectations of Frio this year? Um, not much. If any. <laughs> not really, not much at all. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I was surprised they, they... I haven't seen the game, but I was surprised with the result that they were pretty close with Brisbane. So, yeah. um, I, I, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what... What Brisbane are we going to get? You know, so is it mm. is it the average Brisbane or is it the the Brisbane that was coming from the clouds? But um, yeah, I wasn't expecting much. And to be honest, if it was our home game, I would have been sort of on ear spruiking that um, I would have thought that we would be a pretty comfortable chance to win this game. So yeah, Look, I, I don't know got... how the hub changes it. It it probably changes it quite a bit. At least we're not playing at um, at Perth Stadium, which uh... You know, we've struggled with against Frio so far. Um, but yeah, look, my expectations of Frio coming into this year probably weren't that great. I mean, they lost two of their best midfielders at the end of last season in Brad Hill and Ed Weller. And 
Um, you know, they've got a very young team. They've got a, a few stars, but other than that, you know, they're in full rebuild, full rebuild mode, I think. Um, they've got some talented kids, but uh, it's going to take them some time to put it all together, I think. Yeah, well, that, that's pretty much what I thought. That's why I didn't really help. They're a bit in the sort of the crow situation, aren't they, really? You know, just uh, need to pull it apart and sort of blow it up and start again. So, um, yeah, but I just wonder if, like, we'll be okay this week because it's like week one in the hub. Like, it's just like travelling away. Yeah. Um, but then is it the week two and the three that becomes a bit more of a, a problem, you know? But then or the counter-argument to that is... Everyone else is in the same ad- boat. Yeah, but Frio's been up there a bit longer, right? So mm. have they got a bit of an advantage in acclimatising, perhaps? Maybe. Maybe they do. Um, Who knows? Have you seen much of them or any of them this year so far, mate? <laughs> why, why would I choose to watch Frio? <laughs> Well, look, I've watched them because uh, that's my job on this podcast is to watch them and, uh, and see how they played. But, uh, you know, they lost well, by six the points to Essendon away, and that was a that was quite a good game, and they came back, almost stole it from the Bombers at the end there. Um, yes. And last week, they obviously travelled to uh, to the Gabba and, and played Brisbane. They trailed the whole game, lost by 12 points. Um, you know, they got a new coach in Longmire, in Longmuir. Um the thing that I really took away from the game against Brisbane was that they play very wide. They take it to the wings a lot. Uh, their yes. skills were poor, borderline terrible for most of the game. Um, and the one main thing that I took out of it was that once they got the bowling in their defensive 50, they almost never got it to their forward 50 at all. Like, they always turned it over. Um, and, and that's something that they're obviously going to have to work a, a hell of a lot on. Um, and it's something that we do very, very well is that we keep the ball in our forward half. So happy days there. Um, they've played pretty much a mosquito fleet up forward with Collier, Matera, Schultz and Waters running through there. And um, look, if they actually won the ball out of the centre, they were able to keep it in their forward line um, pretty easy mm. and they did score from that. Um, so yeah, Mi- mixed reviews from for Frio, I think. Uh, it's going to be a bit of an interesting game how we come up against them. Well, I, um, part of the reason I never do the research is because I know you're going to, Macca, so why, why do both of us need to do it? True, I guess. <laughs> True. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I, I would think that the smaller forward line is probably advantageous for us because we don't run a big back line anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, like we said on Tuesday night, the um, the concern for us are, the, are those tall key forwards. So if they're not running that many, I think uh, that's definitely to our advantage anyway. So uh, well, it all yeah, changes this week. It all changes this week, um, and we'll talk about their ins and outs. They've got two confirmed outs at the moment in Jaman and Sean Darcy, their ruckman. They've got three confirmed ins. They've got three players starting on the field. Stephen Hill's back for his first game this year. Um, Jesse Hogan's back um, after mm-hmm. his issues, off-field issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll be, uh, yeah, rip-roaring to go, I think. And Sam Sturt, the youngster who played his debut game in round one, kicked three goals and uh, was the star in the last quarter, um, but missed last week. He's back in the side. Um, there's also Nathan Wilson, who's um, who's back in. He's named on the bench. I would assume he would come in. For I'm a bit pro- of a Nathan Wilson fan, though. I like Nathan. He's a good player. He's a good player. I would assume he comes in for Hayden Young 
And they've also named Connor Blakely on the bench as well. And I would assume he would come in. Probably for someone like Bailey Banfield, maybe Lockie Schultz, I would mm. think. So are they are concerned? going a little bit taller. Are you concerned with Hogan? He hasn't really ever done that much against us, has he? Uh, well, you have to wait until my Danger 5 podcast to uh, to find that one out, mate. But uh, oh. he, ha- he has actually kicked three goals against us in two of, the- two of his last three games. And mm. uh, his last full game was against us and played very well. So, look, I think with Hogan, he's going to be absolutely champion of the bit to get out there and get a kick. And, you know, is he gonna... out from uh, mental health leave? Uh, he hurt his navicular last year. And that's why yeah. he missed the second half of the season. Then he okay. had some off-field issues. Then he went on mental health leave at the start yeah, of this yeah. year. So he's oh, back from that, which yeah. is good to see. Absolutely. Well, we want all the best players playing, don't we? We don't want them injured. Well, he's a big talent. And he's a big absolutely. talent. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so what's he, going on with Port Adelaide, though? That's what is going part. on with Ports? Well, Ryan Burton's obviously out um, with some knee surgery to clean up his knee a little bit. And mm-hmm. uh, we haven't named an in yet. Um, you would assume it's Ollie Wines because we've, uh, we've got five players coming in. Um, obviously, yeah, four of those won't play. Um, mm. You would assume it would be Ollie Wines and we might push Houston back. That's, that's my take on it. Yeah, well, that's my guess on Tuesday. And I reckon that's still the logical one. That doesn't really t- change much of the dynamic and... You know, Burns a great player, but I think Houston's the equal of him at the halfback flank anyway. Yeah. So it's probably a win for us, really, because I, I, even though it's very controversial, um, Ollie Wines at this point in time, I, I still think Ollie's probably a better midfield performer than what Houston is. Um, maybe not his disposals, but and I think uh, Houston's the equal of uh, Ryan Burton back there. So I guess it, it's probably an improvement to the side if it's a form Ollie Wines. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do out there because, um, yeah, we, we want the best of Ollie Wines, obviously, out there. And when he is very, very good, um, he is a match win for us. Yes. Well, what do you think? Are the, are the Port supporters being a bit harsh on Ollie at the moment? Yes and no. Like, he, I don't know. It's the same as last year where he hurt his shoulder going into the season. Uh, I think uh, he needs to cop it for doing the interview, which got him... Suspended last week. Um, but look, he's back in the side now. Um, he was looking super fit in the preseason. Uh, so hopefully that uh, he's continued that. And uh, it means we're going to get the best of Ollie Wines out there this weekend. Yeah, you'd think he would be champing at the bit yep. to uh, get a bit of ball, surely. He should be. He absolutely should be. Can we play? So we'll probably go, what? Rockcliffe, Wines, Rosie, Wines, Boat, Rosie, try and have a fleet-footed player in there with a couple of the bigger body players. I would hope that we would have someone like Rosie in there to try and break it up a bit because I guess people's main concern is that when you've got Rockcliffe and Wines in there, uh, it might be a little bit sluggish. But then on the yeah. other side, you know, you've got Fife and Mundy who aren't quick players for Frio either. Um, so that's, yeah, that sort of counteracts that a little bit. Yes. Yep. It's an exciting game. It's, I'm really intrigued to uh, to see what 
how Port Adelaide is going to deliver. If, are we going to get a consistent Port Adelaide this year, or is it going to be the uh, the topsy turvy? So, um, yeah, well, I know. I just think personally, we're too strong for them. You would hope so. Look, you look at teams on paper, and I would think we've got the better team out there. But you know, I think we've said that in probably two or three of the last losses against Frio as well. Yeah, um, and. You know what what we're like. You know, sometimes we come up against teams that we know we should beat, and we don't deliver, and we end up having an absolute horror game. So that's why I said, hopefully, the fact that it's not at Perth Stadium might give us a little bit of an advantage because it takes away the home advantage of Frio. Yes. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know. I guess maybe, like I said, acclimatization. I'm trying to think of an argument for Frio acclimatization. Um, yeah, maybe it's a, a humid night. They're a bit more familiar with it. Um, you know, we're not, and uh, maybe we get a bit drained. Uh, I wouldn't have thought we would be fatigued from that showdown. Um, yeah. You know, the Crows didn't really hit the body that much, so, uh, you know, the boys should still be pretty fresh. Um, yeah, I'd, I don't know. I'd be disappointed if we we weren't very, very competitive, that's for sure. Yeah. Look, they've got a, a number of very good players out there. They probably lack the depth across the field, but um, you know, Nat Fife's obviously a genuine star. Won the Brownlow last year. He's had a big start to this year as well. Uh, Waters, who's playing more midfield again, uh, was All Australian last year. He had twenty eight touches last week. Was very, very, very good, and he kicked six goals against us last time. So we know he can be a match winner against us as well. So who do you reckon will go to him, DBJ? I would, it depends who's, Jacob Surgeon. Depends where he plays. Jacob Surgeon again yet. Yeah, I reckon he's he's half a chance. Uh, <laughs> look, you would you would assume Ben Jones would go to him, um, especially if he's pushing forward. Um, if he's in the midfield, I don't know. Probably someone like Rosie going up against him at uh, at stoppages. I think would be the way to go. Mm. Is that probably maybe our little Achilles heel? down back that we don't have much pace down there no we don't that's true look we've got Bonner who's fairly quick Ben Jones is reasonably quick um it's probably about Hamish, it really isn't it Hamish not really not really Dan Jones. I wouldn't say he's a, Dan's not express no Jones got the def- bigger, definitely the big not Jonas Cleary mm. yeah maybe maybe that's the counter argument to me saying we like the smaller the smaller forward line, maybe the, the smaller forward line can uh, run us around a little bit, perhaps. Yeah. Look, we just got to play tighter on, on him than what we did uh, mid-season last year because he absolutely tore us apart and was the best player on the field by a mile that day. Um, yeah. And we can't allow that to happen again. Mm. So what concerns you? What concerns me is, um, is they're small forwards because we tend to have an issue with them um, and they're small forwards. They seem to always kick goals against us. You know, guys like Collier might have an impact. Sam Sturdy, as I said, he kicked three goals in the first round. Uh, he's a big talent, only young. Um, someone like Brandon Materia's kicked goals against us in the past. Uh, Schultz, if he plays, he's the the right sort of, you know, ordinary small forward that's likely to kick two or three goals against us and be a pain in the ass. So that's that's what I'm concerned about with them. I think their midfield, if they get on top early and get it forward, that's going to be a concern. If guys like Nat Fife and Waters and Mundy get their hands on the ball first and 
and really shut out our players like Rockliffe and, and Boak and Houston, those types. Um, I don't know. It'll put us under pressure again. And I don't know. Once we're under a bit of pressure, uh, sometimes we can't handle it. So, yeah, we'll have to mm. wait and see. Well, Darcy, who's not playing, had a great game against us last year, didn't he? Darcy... It was probably his best game for the season. The, the Rutman. Was it yeah. Darcy? He's playing this week, so... Yeah, I know. So a that's a big loss for them because he tore us a new one last year. I reckon... Yeah, I'm just trying to look up if he did play against us. I'm pretty sure he did. Um, yeah, look, we got smacked in the in the ruck last year. That's for sure. I'm, I'm positive it was him last year that reamed us because it was a young Rutman that but he looked like a baby still and full of puppy fat <laughs> but was a beast yeah. and um, tore us a new one. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're right. I'm pretty sure you're what, right Because what have they got this year? They're going to have Lob, right? Well, they'll have yeah Rory Lob in the ruck. Um, and look, he's someone that uh, that is a bit of a danger matchup for us because he is quite tall. He's 206 centimetres. He's got a good mm. leap. He's got good hands, takes a strong mark, can obviously go forward and kick a goal as well. Um, and look, he rucked for them for most of last year. Um, so, yeah, he's... You know, Lysa's going to have to be on his game going up against him. Mm. What did you... Um... What did you think of our interchange bench? In, our, an interesting inter- name there. Which one? Georgiades. No, was it Bergman? Bergman. Bergman. Miles Bergman. Yep. How was he? He was a recruited this year. He was getting first, a getting a mention pick. already. That's interesting. Yeah, he's our first pick from from last draft. Yeah. Um, it's good to see him in and around the side, which is good. And Georgiades mm. as well. Kane Farrell, obviously named. He'll be an emergency, I would imagine. Um, so lots of young talent there. Yes. Yeah. No, it was interesting. I just, I, yeah. I mean, he, he did all right in the preseason, didn't he, Bergman? So, he did. Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? They're, they're not. We're not going to change the side too much, I don't think, unless we uh, drop a fair chunk of games in a row, I'd imagine. It'll just be the one change this week and... Who knows what happens from there, but I'm sure we'll try and change a couple of players and give them a bit of a taste at some point. So, if the border was open next week, would you fly up to Queensland and watch a hub weekend of games, Macca? Absolutely, I would. Yeah? Yeah? Absolutely. It'd be so great. Yeah, look, look of... they're, they're allowing 2,000 um, supporters in, in there as well, which is good, so... Yes. Uh, I'm not sure who's going to go and watch Port and Frio from uh, from Queensland, but I'm sure 2,000 people might. They'll be lining up at the gates, mate. They'll be lining up. They could do with the old SANFL days, do the uh, two games in a row. Imagine that. That'd be double good. Whammy. The double header. I remember them. Yeah. There were some great games. I used the to like the double header. In the, old, uh, in the late 80s, early 90s that I used to go to, they were great. Yeah, Port always was the first game, no, the last game, because yeah. we were the marquee draw card, of course. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I didn't mind the old double headers, six hours of footy. Always good. The more footy, it the is better. good. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on this one, mate? What do you see happening? Ah, uh, well, to be honest, I'm quietly confident. I think it's going to be another comfortable win. 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm expecting Ollie Wines to have a cracker of a game. <laughs> I uh, I think he he will dominate the midfield. I think uh, Travis Boak is going to dominate the midfield. He is a peak Boak, the best he's been for six years. And did I read somewhere that Hinkley came out and sort of admitted that he was played Boak out of position for a couple of years? Was he that did. true? Yeah, that's true. I didn't actually see the article though. I just saw a poster um, mention it. Did you? What did he say? I, I stopped up. I, I didn't hear it either. But um, apparently he said, "Yes, I played him out of position," which is kind of true. But well, I seem to Odd. be the only person that thought Boke did a half reasonable job in that position. Um, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if I'm just wrong or. Well, or that's what, why we just. That's you. why we just talk about it from home, and we're not in the coach's box, mate. That's right. Well, look, if I was in the <laughs> but, coach's box, he would have still been in the middle. That's for sure. But look, I just think you know, we've got a um, we've we've got a pretty experienced side with a good bit of a nice blend of exciting youth, and I think they're just riding confident. So, unless our experienced players decide they're just going to go out to the surfers instead of um, standing up and delivering week on week out, I, I don't think that's the only reason I think we'd lose. Yeah. And I would, I would imagine it should be a six goal plus win. That's what I, I reckon. I would hope so. So yeah, I think our defence is too strong. Uh, I really rate our defence. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. I, um, you know, I was still like the height, the height of a Dougal orientated player back there, just for the bigger players. It might not be needed this week, but just generally. But I think we're a very, very good defensive unit. Um, I love the forward line with a fit. Charlie Dixon and a Todd Marshall. I mean, it's amazing playing Todd tall forwards and just brings the small players into the game. And we've got a strong, a very strong midfield. Like, so I think we we've got them covered over the ground. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm a bit too confident or cocky, but uh, a bit blasé, mate. I like it. Hey, a bit blasé. Yeah, maybe. But hey, we're on top of the ladder with 290 percent. So. Can't I be? Look, let's just go straight down the line. We should be winning this game. We yes. absolutely, 100% should be winning this game. If we don't win this game, it is a disaster. Uh, because we are better than Fremantle. And it's about time, away from home, we show that. And yes, they're not yes. playing at their home ground, which gives it even more reason why we should be smashing them this week. Um yeah, I'm quietly nervous, as I usually am when Porter about to play a game. Yes. Um, but I feel like we should be winning this. I think we'll have... I think the midfield battle is going to be really interesting and whether someone like Fife can get off the leash for them or, or what have you. But look, if we can get on top of them in the midfield, then we should be winning by a good seven or eight goals, I feel. So, have you ever gone into a game confident? Uh, very rare, mate. Very rare. I think the last about, time I did, we lost by a very large margin. So I tend. What about to the uh, What about the eighty nine grand final? The eighty nine grand final. Were you confident that day? Well, I was like nine years old, so I think I was confident in every game that day. That, that <laughs> uh, at that time, but that was the day was after like, my birthday, I think, as well. Was it so, really? Yeah, it was so a great was a good grand birthday final. Present. I loved being there that day. That was a good game. But yeah, I don't know. I I, just, I don't. Well, going by selections, I don't think Hinkley's outsmarting himself. So um, yeah, I look. I just think 
it should be a comfortable win if they play to their ability. That's yeah. that's all I think. Yeah, I don't know. Five doesn't seem to concern me too much. I uh, I think he's a bit. Was he a bit lucky to win the Brownlow last year? No, I don't think so. I think he's the best player Deserved in the competition it. at the moment. So I yeah. think he had an absolute monster year last year, and um, that should continue this year, I imagine, as well. But I think, um, yeah, look, we are too strong up forward. I like our defence. Um, yeah. I'm going to say Port by 39 points. Good work. That's I'm, going, I'm going eight goals. Hey, um, so if we leave the hub at four and one, do you think winning two or three games away in the Gold Coast will sort of propel a bit of confidence for the players going into the Melbourne run of games? I would think so, yep. Absolutely. Because uh, I guess the chances are that we uh, might be playing a fair few games in Melbourne, I guess. I imagine so. But look, if we come out of this hub, you know, two and one, and uh, which, as you said, would leave us four and one, I'd be pretty happy with that. And I think that should give us confidence going into the next group of games. Whoever that yeah. might be against, we don't know yet, but uh, uh, that's what should happen, I would think. Has a, I wonder if a team's not made finals from being 290% after two games of a season. No, I'm sure they have. You reckon? Yeah, definitely. There, where's Russell Lee with Hamble? Another mission I reckon, for I reckon the Crows did it in 96. Really? Yeah. Oh, have to, uh, we'll have to try and find that one out later. Because they were smashing people by 80, 90 points through the first part of that season, and then they fell in a hole. So who's going to be your best on ground? Best on ground, I'm going to say Connor Rosie. Playing it safe there, I reckon he's going to have a monster game. Uh, I'd really? love to see Todd Marshall have another big game. Uh, he'll be playing... I don't know who's going to man him, to be honest. Uh, it'll either be Griffin Logue or Luke Ryan. Maybe Luke Ryan, they'll try and run run someone off him a little bit. But hopefully Todd can uh, take some big marks and, and kick a few goals. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love. To, I reckon Hamish Harlow's going to have a big game, and I'd love to see Trent McKenzie continue his form too. Mm. Big Trent. I go with Ollie. I reckon Ollie's going to be best on ground for us. Yeah. Look, James He's Murray's in the up. chat. He's in the chat. He said uh, Wines, Wines needs to concentrate on gathering hard balls. He said Frio looks sus down back and in the ruck. Um, he's also said it's only 16 days away from home. It doesn't seem that that bad, to be honest. Which is true, it's only 16, only 16 days. That's not too bad. And he's also said, uh, we will smash the Macca. We always po- play well up there. And he's also said, uh, Macca sounding sexy as ever. So thanks, James. <laughs> but, uh, thank you very much. Bit of Macca loving. Bit of Macca love, that's it. Well, so look, we, got a, uh, we got a couple of questions on Big Footy as well. Nice. Go through them. Gremio Power, our, uh, our mate from uh, from Brazil, has said, uh, "What were the main differences between the Port who had beaten the Suns and the one who just beat West Lakes?" Shit, who can remember that far back? <laughs> yeah. That feels hey? like nine nine months ago now. The Suns game. I'm not Doesn't sure it? there were a lot of main differences, to be honest, because we dominated possession in both games. We dominated the way yeah. the game was played from the start. Um. 
you know, and we, we played and we played and we played a a longer kicking brand in both games, hitting that hot spot quite often. You know, which yeah. is something we've been really avoiding of doing over the last five years. Terrified even. Mm. So um yeah. I, I don't think there's been too much difference between both both games either. Yeah. I don't think there was. You know, we, we dominated both games. Um, yeah. We played pretty much the same style in both games as well. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure there were any real differences in that one. Uh, he's also said uh, Metricon is not Adelaide Oval, Gold Coast is not Adelaide, and Frio is not Westlakes. What do these new circumstances mean to us, and can we adjust to them without making any real change to the side? Of course. What time's the game? Uh, five something, I think. Oh, so it's late. Yeah. Actually, that's I don't mind it because you can get all your shit out the way and done. Yeah. Are you working? I'll be working. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh. Are you going to put on record radio yeah. in the background? Yeah, I'm sure we'll have something on. Somewhere. Well, there's a bit of hot sizzle. Yeah. But um, yeah, look, I just think that uh, they're just going to run out there and believe in themselves and. I don't know. I don't know what the Gold Coast will be like at 5 p.m. on a Sunday, but hopefully it's not. Maybe it might not be that dewy. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. It's like unknown. This is all unknown. So it is. Um, you know, it's two players not playing. Sorry, two teams not playing at home or away. So it's. Uh, who knows Neutral. what will happen? Who knows? Well, they're probably at Norton too. They're probably a little bit flat. Probably not expecting to make finals. They yeah. might, Freo might come out a little bit limp. Maybe. Let's hope so. Yeah. Let's hope so. <laughs> yes. uh, Schultz and Fess has also asked, why is Michael Walters such a ducking diving cheat? Because he gets rewarded for that behaviour, so he continues to do it. Yeah. Let's, hope there's, no, uh, let's hope there's no yeah. bow, and arrows, bow and arrows from him this week. Like he did last year. Yeah. Well, we could maybe have a bow and arrow showdown. Mm. See who see who spears the other one first. An archer off. An archery contest. Yeah. That'd be, that'd What's going on with go. Richmond? They're stinky. I don't know, mate. I'm not watching the game, so I'm, I'm pod- podcasting at the moment. So, mm. is there anything else you want to talk about? No, I don't have too much. I don't have too much to talk about. I, uh, I'm just warming up into this season. Uh, I'm all port, but not much else. So, what about the chairman's, um, the chairman's email? That's been quite topical. Has been topical. I thought it was quite reasonable, detailing yes. why we're why we're going for the prison bars. Do you, um, did you see my comment in the in the thread where I? Um, I would like us to actually change tact from just asking for the showdown and actually asking for more. Seeing there's such positive public opinion on the topic, I just think it's uh, the best opportune time just to go for it. Mm. I think um, I think we need to take the slowly approach with this one. I think we're more yeah. likely to get get it done in baby steps than but you get more bartering power. For the world and not getting anything. 
I think if we well, go in what? and say, oh, I, want to, I think we should wear it every home game, I think they'll say, nah, it's too much. Whereas if we say we want to wear it every showdown to start with, I think they why is say it too, yes. Why is it too much? I'm just saying that's what my feel on what the AFL would say is. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I think go in high, ask for more, and then negotiate down. Mm-hmm. You know? But, yeah. But anyway. And what, what about the other um, bit of gossip where apparently uh, Cost Cardone signed the agreement and not the chairman? Well. If that's true. <clears throat> yeah, you know, he's obviously got a big conflict of interest there, so he shouldn't have anything to do with... Port Adelaide, really, <laughs> in my opinion. Mm. Let alone be sitting on a board. Yeah, that's my feel on that. Yeah. So you think there's a, a bit of a conflict there? Absolutely. <laughs> what, that he's Eddie's CEO? Yeah. Yeah, but he's a board member, which means he shouldn't be disclosing anything. Well, exactly right. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a bit of a conflict there too. I was shocked when uh, apparently, allegedly it was him that signed the agreement. Mm. Like, what was he doing? I'm not sure. But anyway, mm. the bit of interesting Port Adelaide gossip this week. But yeah, but outside of that, that's about it. That is it, mate. Until Adios. next time, come the, the power. Eight goal win. Here we go. Let's do it. Ports.